and hard to watch. Uh, you know, so the success they wanted, and uh, so you know, to see your teammates and friends uh, struggle like that is, is it's hard. This is Leafs Breakfast with Darren Dreger on the Voice of Leafs Nation, TSN 1050 Toronto. Well, as we see the clinching scenarios with some of the other teams right here in Toronto, as you know, uh, it is more about the, and again, you can use different words, the renovation, the teardown, uh, the, the one thing that is clear that the arch- architect is going to be uh, a Brandon Shanahan, and there would appear to be uh, almost no ceiling on on what this could be. It's it's again, it's like this 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 project that almost has no bounds. And now we go to our good friend Darren Dreger. Morning, Dregs. Good morning. And that's is that not really what we're talking about? Is basically uh, this is uh, Shani's job. He, he's coming to fix this, uh, regardless of what he inherited. The bottom line is for him to truly put what is his going to be his blueprint. And that starts what almost immediately after Saturday's game, I would assume. I would say almost immediately. Uh, I don't believe that there have been any formal meetings that have been arranged. Um, you know, I mean, that's just uh, commonplace. You know, once the regular season ends, you get together as a management team and then decide, you know, how you're going to move forward from there. You have your exit interviews, of course, with the players and, and all of those things. But you're right. It is Brendan Shanahan's job. He knows that. You know, the Board of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment uh, entrusts him to uh, to make the, the right decisions. And, you know, it's not about getting this team temporarily back on track. It's about making a better long-term future. And, you know, based on Shanahan's playing experience, you know, he knows the type of player that uh, is is able to do that, and and so he will challenge all those uh, who he employs to to follow that philosophy. And uh, you know, it is going to be time consuming. Who's kidding who? You know, unless Toronto miraculously wins the lottery and are lucky enough to to draft Connor McDavid, uh, you know, this is going to be a lengthy and painful process, certainly for the next few years. And then you've got to wait for these drafted players to develop beyond that even with a mcdavid or a jack eichel you know there's still tougher times ahead uh so how deep is the knife going to cut uh you know that's just about anyone's guess you know one thing about uh brendan shanahan he's gone about his business this season almost stealth like hasn't he Mm -hmm. in in terms of you know he's he's not whispering in the ears of many media people to say don't be surprised if this that's not the game that shanahan plays but who among us would be surprised if you know he emerges you know at some point early next week or next week or the latest the week after and announces the dismissal of dave Nonis. you couldn't be surprised by that um, and, and, you know, I know there are a lot of nervous people around the organization from the, the scouting department, from those who have expiring contracts who haven't been given any direction whatsoever. But that's all part of it. That's all part of it because, you know, Shanahan's got to look at the big picture. And the big picture, you know, isn't next week or the week after. It's five years from now. Is this team going to be a contending team? And that is the mandate. Darren, you kind of touched on a little bit as far as timelines, but should we not be uh, surprised if uh, Monday morning comes the announcement of Peter Horachuk being replaced and and then we kind of see where the dominoes fall from there? Well, let go. Um, yeah, you know they they wouldn't have hired anyone uh, at that stage. But no, I don't think anyone should be surprised. And and you know what? Again, when you it, it depends on the coach that uh, Toronto is confident they're going to be able to land. If Shanahan actually believes that he's going to be able to bring in Mike Babcock, then he's got to clear the slate. 
You know, Babcock isn't going to want, you know, this guy or that guy hanging around. He's going to want, you know, uh, you know, complete autonomy with that bench. And there are many out there who believe that if, and this is an enormous if, if Mike Babcock decides to leave the Detroit Red Wings for the Toronto Maple Leafs or, or any other team, you know, he's going to want considerable say in player, uh, personnel as well. So, you know, he'd almost become kind of the, the National Football League model where you're a coach, but you're also a pretty key participant yeah. in some of the, the management decisions. And, and, and that's not, it's unusual. Yes, it is because the, the league has evolved beyond that. You know, Pat Quinn once was a coach and general manager for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've seen that in the past. Uh, recent history, you know, teams have gotten away from that. And I'm not suggesting that Babcock is going to get both titles, but I do believe that he wants a big piece of player personnel. So is that the right model for the Maple Leafs? Money isn't going to be an option, but they, you know, they'll replace their coaching staff. But is it Babcock? Is it Todd McClellan? Is it a younger coach? Those are the questions that still need some time to answer. Now, is there a scenario that a new coach, now Babcock aside, no matter who it is, is there a scenario that the assistants that are in place actually remain? Because I don't know if I see that happening either. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a bit of a long shot, to be honest. But again, you know, we're trying to get into the to to the to the head of Brendan Shanahan what he's thinking, and he he may not have made that full on determination. It, it it again depends on perhaps the the head coach that you're bringing in, but. If you're going through a full-on rebuild, and we know Toronto is, uh, I, I think you, you, you've got to hit all areas, don't you? And he's done that already to some degree. I mean, obviously, Mark Hunter is safe. That's his guy. You know, Kyle Dubas, Pridham, all these guys that were, were brought in from a management perspective. That's part of the rebuild. Um, yeah, I, I look at, say, Steve Spot as an example on that bench for the Toronto Maple Leafs. This guy, I, I'm told, is going to be a good NHL coach one day. He's not ready to be a head coach in the National Hockey League just yet. So what happens to him? You know, he helped you out. You know, it, it probably wasn't his idea to leave the Toronto Marlies and jump onto the bench of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He did it because he was asked to do it. So did, is he just cast aside and, and, you know, allowed to, to become a free agent and somebody else will pick him up? I wish I had an answer to that, but I, I'd be a little surprised if, uh, if that coaching staff in its current state was around for the rebuild. Well, and again, because it's been so quiet, it's difficult as other teams are going to go through their exits, uh, like a San Jose, where we've talked about, you know, Todd McClellan, if, if perhaps that was a, that was an option, and it's yeah. it's very much like a domino effect. But Dregs, I don't remember a time, and maybe just maybe because it's happening here and the now for Toronto, that I remember everything coming down to literally the last seventy-two hours of this uh, of this long NHL schedule, where the implications and the dominoes fall one after another. But it really does depend. Yeah on things like seeding, whether those that get in. I mean, you have to take a look at a, at, at a situation like Boston where, you know, you could yeah. find a, a Claude a Julian walking around the streets. You just, you, we don't know. Right. Uh, but, again, when you're looking at that level of coach, and I put Mike Babcock, Claude Julian, uh, Joel Quenville of the Chicago Blackhawks, Elaine Vigneault on a higher level, frankly, deservedly so, based on accomplishment. You know, if Claude Julian is cut loose, does he really want to go through uh, a five, six, seven-year rebuild? <laughs> Maybe, 
Uh, but, you know, that's the reason we, we've kind of parked the Babcock rumors until very recently again, isn't it? Is because we're sitting there going, look, if you're an unrestricted free agent coach, if Babcock is pushing away, you know, unless he's chasing Connor McDavid, which he could, and he ends up in Buffalo, you know, he, he could have his pick of the letter. Well, the same applies to Claude Julian. And, and maybe they want to, hey, look, I'll tell you this much. Based on the coaches recently who have been head coaches for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Randy Carlisle, Ron Wilson, Paul Maurice, the lure of the Maple Leaf brand is tremendous. Each one of these coaches, the managers, Brian Burke, Brendan Shanahan, these guys have enormous egos. And, and they all believe to a man that they're the guy that's going to change the direction of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, everyone before now hasn't been able to do that. And that is Shanahan's task. And, you know, he's, uh, he's got some history as a player behind him, but he doesn't have management experience. So this is going to be tricky for him. But what I've learned in watching him is that he is very, very, very methodical. And, you know, might be, might seem heartless in certain situations, but his job is to rebuild. And if Dave Nonis isn't a part of that, he's got to go, regardless of the term. And the coaches, they've got to go. But you're right. I mean, it'll, they'll, they'll, he'll, he's been patient to date and he'll be patient moving forward in terms of filling positions because you have to absolutely know who's going to be available to make sure you've made the best hires. Well, Dregs, uh, as I said, it's almost, uh, it's a strange feeling in the city because there's actually an excitement about this. Sometimes when there's turnover, it's, it's tumultuous. It's upsetting, and there's an instability. Yeah, unless you're one of those it. guys who might get fired. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say they're not as excited. But the uh, those going to the Coliseum with their thumbs down, Dregs, they're very excited about this. Yeah, but you know what? And and I don't know this to be fact, but look, it, these guys are smart individuals. Yeah, right? we've all been in tough situations professionally, and and you can feel it. You can sense it. And, you know, I don't know that Dave sense, uh, Dave Nona senses that there's any sort of imminent doom coming his way. In fact, the last time I talked about, uh, about it last week, there wasn't any of that. You know, he was looking at meetings coming up and they're preparing for this. Last night he was at, uh, he was at the TD Garden in Boston for the Frozen Four games. Wow. I mean, this guy's going about his business. But you know what? If he gets fired with three years left, He's not going to let look back and say, geez, I wish I could have done more. Of course he wishes he could have done more, but he wasn't able to for a, a variety of reasons, and he understands the business better than anybody. So, you know, guys like that are also hired very quickly. It's just all part of the job. Absolutely. Hey, Dregs, thanks so much for this this morning. Have yourself a great weekend. Okay, guys, you too.